Welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck. Thank you for being with us today and joining us as we take another step uh, in taking an examination at the world of uh, psychology and its influence upon our culture and, most importantly, the church and how we view the Bible. Uh, we've been looking at, over the last couple of weeks, about some very prominent figures, uh, Freud, uh, Maslow, and others that are prominent, uh, the founding fathers, if you will, of modern psychology. Uh, today we're going to be looking at a man named Carl Rogers, Carl Rogers, and looking at a few things that he influenced and some things that we will recognize. Uh, the biggest things being uh, the non-directive counseling method, uh, and he let you may hear that, and like, well, what does that mean? You'll recognize it here when I describe it, and also the inherent goodness of man, that man is inherently good and not evil. That's something we hear all the time, uh, that man really isn't evil, like the Bible says, because we know the uh, heart is desperate, the wicked, who can know it? For all of sin comes from the glory of God. That's what God's word says. Uh, but that man is inherently good, that sometimes does bad things. And this uh, makes way for uh, your good outweighing your bad. That's how you get to heaven, by doing enough good in your life, because you're really inherently good. And as long as you have more good outweighing your bad, uh, then you'll go to heaven and God will grant you entrance into heaven. And we, of course, know that only through Jesus, for he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. So this teaching really opens a door to a lot of different things. And remember, all of these things are based in humanism. And... Uh, uh, we're going to be, and humanism is the worship of man, is a worship of self. Uh, and also another aspect of uh, Roger's teaching is that he said no authority uh, can dissuade him from his own experiences, that his own experiences are true. Uh, and as you look at his teachings, that he had a relative idea of truth, that truth for me is not necessarily truth for you. Uh, and that's exactly what the non-directive counseling method is, and that what basically everyone needs to find their own truth, their own path in life, uh, that there is no absolute truth, and that in that everybody has an inherent goodness and uh, inherit almost perfection, uh, and that what you do is you just don't guide people in the area of truth. Let them figure out their own truth by asking them questions, okay? Uh, you may be the age-old uh, Think of the psychologist or psychiatrist, you know, he's laid on the couch and like, how do you feel about that? That is what's called non-directive counseling. And Rogers was the big proponent of that in the 60s and 70s. And that is actually how most abortion centers, uh, that uh, abor abortion prevention centers, whether secular or uh, Christian, uh, is that they give them, uh, give the, the, the woman the option, uh, you know, what if abortion or if adoption or keeping the pregnancy. And then uh, what they do uh, is they just let, uh, they ask the woman questions, give her the information, and whatever she decides, whether she decides to have an abortion or she decides to uh, keep the baby uh, or she decides to put the baby up for adoption, that that is truth for her, that whatever decision she makes is right uh, because that is 
her truth, and that's what she's decided for her truth, and that's what the non-directive counseling method, basically having making people be at peace with their own decisions, whether or not they're uh, in alignment with God or not, and that's very dangerous in that uh, soothing one's conscience and really getting to the place, well, I feel guilty about this. Oh, you don't need to be feel guilty about that, because that's truth for you. Uh, something also that you'll notice today that's more applicable to today is that Roger said that there was no higher authority than his experience. It doesn't matter what you tell him, what facts you show him, what is truth to him is his experience. And that whole concept right there is actually in play today with critical race theory, okay? Uh, that all white people are racist, that all black people are oppressed, and that uh, and that the entire society of America is systemically racist, that every part of America is racist. That's what critical race theory, in a nutshell, it gets a little more complicated than that, but that's the overall teaching of it. And it doesn't matter if you present the facts, you present the true history, which unfortunately uh, many African Americans are living under a false view of history of what has happened in the United States. Now, does slavery really happen? Absolutely. Uh, but far as the racism in America and uh, this, that today is systemically racist is a false history there, uh, which we don't have time to get into all that. I know this isn't a political or a social commentary here. But this is an example of this type of psychology available in our culture today. And what critical race theory also says that uh, experience trumps truth. So my experience, even though you don't think America is racist, I've experienced racism, therefore America is racist. And no matter what you say, even if you present facts in truth, you'll never be able to change my mind because my experience is my truth. And that's an exact teaching from Carl Rogers. And that's how he taught. Um, that was his philosophy of life, that life must be experienced. And this is also, if you're going out trying to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ, and like, well, I've experienced this, and this is my truth. They have been taught to trust in experience that this is their truth. So we have to understand something, that when we look at the Word of God, do we look at, well, my experience doesn't line up with the Bible, so therefore my, the Bible is not true. But what does the Bible say? Uh, and this is uh, even going for uh, if you're a preacher uh, or if you're a teacher of the Word of God, we need to be very, very careful that what we say and what we do is very, very important. And uh, in Isaiah 59.4, it says, None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. And that's exactly what uh, Rogers has done here. And by the way, Carl Rogers uh, is very prominent. His teachings are very prominent in the Christian counseling movement today. Not biblical counseling. There is a difference between biblical counseling and Christian counseling. Uh, you will look at a lot of these places, if you look at boys' ranches or different places for troubled young people, you'll say they are certified Christian counselors. That means they believe they bought into the psychology systems of the United States of America and of Carl Rogers and Freud and Maslow and others that we're going to look at. So we have to make sure that we're looking at things in the proper way. Truth is truth, and God's word is truth. Let God be true and every man a liar, the Bible says. So if we're going to say, well, that's not truth for me, and by the way, this truth, this relativism, far as truth goes, is becoming even more common in churches, and that, well, you can believe in your way of salvation. You know, if you believe it's through works, that's fine. I believe it's through grace. 
Uh, if you believe it's through baptism, that's fine. I believe it through grace. We're all going to heaven. We're all going to the same place. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible very clearly teaches that Jesus is the only way and only through faith. Grace through faith. Not of works, the same man should boast. That's clear. The Bible's extremely, extremely, extremely clear about that. And so we cannot allow this relativism that, well, truth for me is not necessarily truth for you. And this comes into churches like, well, I understand the Holy Spirit hasn't convicted me about that. Well, that's, that's great for you, but that doesn't work for me. God's truth works for everybody and is applicable to everybody. And we're all accountable to the same truth. When we all bow the knee before Jesus one day, I don't think we're going to be able to say, well, that wasn't truth for me because that wasn't my experience. It doesn't matter what our experience is, the authority, because when we say my experience is truth, we're saying I'm the authority. I understand things better than other people can. I understand things even better than God because I don't agree with his word, the Bible. Uh, so we have to be very, very careful with these thoughts. So you'll recognize these thoughts, uh, especially the inherent goodness of man, uh, relative truth. truth. Truth for me is not necessarily truth for you. My experience trumps what you're saying, your truth. I know what I've experienced, and my experience is truth. All of these things we see permeating our culture, and it's beginning to creep into our churches as well. So I hope that today's episode helps you understand a little bit more about what's going on in our culture. Where, and you may be asking, well, where do these things come from? And this is where it comes from these, these men uh, that have minds, and also some women too, uh, that have uh, corrupted thinking. They think of things in the way of a humanist, uh, some of these were New Age people. Some of these were pagan people. Uh, some, none of these people were Christians. And they have come up with these things of the vanity of their mind and that and percep, per, uh, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And that's exactly all of these things are against the Bible. You can't blend the Bible and these things together. The Bible says the exact opposite of all of these things. But yet, many try to blend them together in the Christian counseling movement. So beware of that. And that's why some preachers you'll hear, they'll talk about the Christian counseling movement and that, you know, it's really, and by the way, biblical counseling, nothing wrong with that. Showing people what the Bible says and how to follow it. That's, that's simple. That's discipleship. That's not psychology. But those that believe in psychology and believe in using it, that's why preachers get up and preach against that. And, and some people take a dim view of that and say, well, they shouldn't be doing that. You know, people get some real help. Well, I'll uh, talk to your preacher here locally. And uh, he would go into the, uh, they'd had a ministry going into the psych wards and going into the mental hospitals and telling people about Jesus. And one of the doctors pulled him aside and said, you know, uh, we tried medicine. Uh, we've tried all kinds of psychology things. And he goes, we don't have the answer. He said, but I know you do because you have the Bible and you have the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, that's the answer. I said, we don't have the answer. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know these medicines don't work. Uh, these things don't help. Uh, the psychology counseling doesn't help them. The only thing that sets them free is the word of God in Jesus Christ. And so we have to understand that's the answer we have. So let's not believe what the culture is telling us. Let's not believe what science is telling us. Well, the Bible doesn't really help. The Bible isn't really the answer. The Bible isn't really enough. The Bible is enough. Let's live by it and let's share it with others. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Look forward to seeing you next time.